0: Welcome to Wine and Murder, my little true crime podcast that I've started. My name is Quinn Avery, and we're going to be talking about true crime and murder, disappearances, and drink some wine. So buckle in. This is my first episode. We're going to just get right into it. It's probably going to be short, um, but once I start to do this more, there'll be more to talk about. Maybe I'll get some guests on. Uh, But let's get into it. Very first case, we're going to talk about the disappearance of Angela Hammond. A truly awful case, an unsolved mystery, uh, just horrible. Uh, And speaking of unsolved mysteries, my sources for this story come from unsolvedmysteries.com, unsolved.com, and themedium.com. Alright, so, born on February 9th, 1971, in Kansas City, Missouri... Angela or Angie to her friends was a bank clerk and a college student Uh, She was a likable and popular girl according to everyone who knew her And also they all said that she was going to excel and go really far in life So uh, her family moved her to Clinton, Missouri when she was born and in 1991 she met and got engaged to Rob Schaefer. They got engaged when she found out she was four months pregnant. All right, also keep that in mind, because it makes this story even more horrible and disgusting. All right, so into the abduction. On April 4th, 1991, at around 10 p.m., Angela dropped her fiancé Rob off back at his house after they had a barbecue with Angela's mother, Marcia. So Angie was planning on meeting up with him uh, later that night after she hung out with her best friend. So she hung out with her best friend Kyla for a bit, uh, and then about 11.15pm, Angie went to a payphone to call Rob just to let him know that she didn't want to meet up later, she was just tired and wanted to go to bed. So the payphone she called him from was at the intersection of 2nd Street and Jefferson in Clinton, which was about seven blocks from Rob's house. So when she was on the phone with Rob telling him that she wasn't going to meet up with him, she noticed a green Ford pickup truck driving around, which she thought was kind of suspicious because it kept like circling the block a few times. So... They talked about how it was weird, and then she saw the truck come back and actually parked in the parking spot, and a man got out. Uh, she described the man to Rob, because, you know, she was suspicious of him, and, like, what the fuck. She told Rob that he, this is, quote, a filthy Caucasian man with glasses, a beard, and a mustache, wearing overalls. That, I, yeah, yeah. I don't blame her for being creeped out by that. So she noticed the man get out of the truck and he had a flashlight that he was shining around his truck like he was looking for something. Uh, And then Rob heard Angela ask the man if he needed to use the phone and the man replied with he would try the other one in a minute. So Angela and Rob continued to talk until suddenly Rob heard a blood-curdling scream that angela let out and he heard the man say i didn't need to use the phone anyway like how fucking creepy is that just horrid so rob is obviously freaked out and panicking he immediately got in his car and drove to the payphone because it was only seven blocks from his house hoping to save her and then as he was driving there He saw the green truck drive past him and he heard Angela call out to him. She called out, Robbie, Robbie, help me. Like that just makes me sick. So he threw the car into reverse and he tried to pursue the truck. He followed it for two miles until his transmission gave out. So his car broke down. He then jumped out of his car and tried to chase after the truck. Like, that is a dedicated fiancé. So, but the truck just continued to drive off and no one ever saw it again. So, he managed to flag down another vehicle who drove him to the police station. Rob was telling the police... How Angela described the man and the police did a character sketch. And if you look up the character sketch, it looks nothing like the man that Rob described. The man had no facial hair and no glasses, which is really weird. And the police apparently said they thought maybe he was wearing a fake beard and fake glasses. Just, just fucking draw the dude how Rob explained it. I don't think it's that hard. Anyways, okay, so uh, a search began for Angela and the abductor and the truck. The Missouri State Highway Patrol conducted investigations into thousands of trucks and found over 1,500 matches. That's a lot for one truck. So they started to doubt Rob's story. He had no alibi. No one could corroborate his story of, like, and he had no alibi of where he was that night except for Angela, who obviously could not be of assistance in this case as she was the victim. Uh, Rob had a polygraph examination done to prove his innocence, and lo and behold, he's innocent. He was just very clearly a grieving man who just lost his fiancee, who's pregnant. Like, Jesus Christ. Okay, anyway, so, but Rob being innocent just kind of made this an even bigger mystery. Uh, and then what makes it even stranger is that two days after Angela's d- disappearance, her abduction was linked to two other cases. So the first one, and it's the this one out of the three, out of Angela, this one, and the next one. This is the only one that actually was solved. So the first case that it was linked to was of Trudy Darby, who was a 42-year-old convenience store worker in Max Creek, Missouri. So while Trudy was working one night, she called her son because she noticed a suspicious man was lurking around the store outside. Her son showed up about 10 minutes later, and he found the store was robbed, and Trudy was nowhere to be found. Her body was found two days later in a river, and she had been raped and shot twice in the head. Just absolutely fucking awful. It, Trudy's killers were identified as her half-brothers, Jesse Rush and Marvin Cheney. I couldn't find any information on the motive behind it, but it's just fucked up in any way. Uh, And the second linked case was 30 year old Cheryl Kenny, who was also a convenience store worker in Nevada, Missouri. She closed up her store around midnight on February 27th, 1991 and vanished. Her car was found abandoned in the store parking lot And just like Angela Hammond, Cheryl Kenny has never been found. So two missing, two of the three, no information, no nothing has ever come of it. Okay, so let's talk suspects. So the first suspect, obviously Rob, her fiance, which tends to happen in missing persons cases or murders. The spouse is usually the first suspect. But Rob was clearly just a grieving man and he passed the polygraph exam and eventually they completely ruled him out. The other possible suspect they had was serial killer Kenneth McDuff, who was actually responsible for the broomstick murders of 1966, which I will cover in another episode. But he was never officially linked to Angela. Uh, Police also started to think that Jesse and Marvin, who were Trudy's killers, were responsible for the disappearances of Cheryl and Angela, but nothing ever came of that. So then rumors and theories started about what happened to Angela. And one of the rumors suggested that she was murdered and thrown into the well at Artesian Park in Clinton, Missouri. But as of right now, we have no idea if that has been investigated or indulged yet. This is a weird one. This is where it gets really weird. New information came forward on the 30th anniversary of Angela's disappearance. The Clinton Police Department revealed that on, like in April 2021, on the 30th anniversary... An informant who remains confidential received a letter from an anonymous source that read, Hello, number blank. I'm going to say blank because it's the informant's uh, court issue number. Hello, number blank. We know who you are, number blank. People like you deserve what you get. We know where your foxy daughter is at. She will see us soon. Tell redacted, I'm saying redacted because it's the informant's estranged wife, Tell redacted, she has our deepest sympathy in her further loss. Goodbye. And this note, this letter that he got, was like a cut and paste letter, which is fucking creepy. Uh, And the letter was postmarked the same day Angela disappeared, April 4th, 1991. So this is where this theory comes up. So the informant and his wife at the time also have a daughter named Angela. And this confidential informant was part of a narcotics investigation case. So the theory is that the abductor or abductors, most likely just abductor, uh, was really going after the informant's daughter, Angela, because they, they were like caught up in the narcotics case responsible for it. Uh, The abductor was going after the informant's daughter, Angela, but abducted Angela Hammond by mistake. So that's fucking crazy. So like everyone agrees that the theory is credible, but they weren't able to go anywhere with it without more information. And even more recently, they got an anonymous call about Angela's disappearance, and the caller specifically mentioned the letter that was sent to the informant. But as of now, 2022, this case is still unsolved and it's still ongoing and rewards are still being offered for leads for the case. And that is the disappearance of Angela Hammond. Just a truly fucking awful, terrifying case, 31 years later, still no information, but Oh, I also read that her Angela's mother, Marcia, passed away in twenty twenty one, having no leads, no information on her daughter's whereabouts, and that is just truly heartbreaking. But I don't even know. I don't know what theories to believe, if any of them are believable. I think the most credible one is uh, that they were actually going after the informant's daughter. But obviously they can't go after that lead without any more information. And they probably don't even know where to begin. I wouldn't know where to begin. But I am curious to what you guys think about uh, which theory do you think it could be, if you have any other theories, if you have any more information about this case or other information that I maybe have gotten incorrect, because it happens. And also if you have any... um, Ideas for what future episodes you want, like, what future cases you want me to cover, whether it be missing persons, murder, an I survived story. I am open to all of it. So this was, once again, my very first episode. I hope it was enjoyable. I mean, not enjoyable because it's an awful, awful fucking topic, but you know, you know what I mean. And I hopefully do these once a week. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And I will see you in the next one. Goodbye.